Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. Welcome to the Blasphemous Cinema Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me today is, of course, my trustworthy co-host, Addison. How are you doing today, Addison? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, this is our second try at this. <laughs> the, way, <laughs> the way Addison just said, good, how are you? <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I have this week off of work, so I'm getting to talk to one of my favorite people about movies. So I'm always excited to do that, and especially one of your favorite people. I did. I'm about to cry on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we covered "Hated" Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies, which is a 1993 documentary directed by acclaimed. Todd Phillips. Did you um, just put a claim? Yes, I did. Just to piss me off. I did. I did. Um, but yeah, it covers the life of Gigi Allen, which is very controversial. Um, he's very infamous in the punk rock scene for his extreme behavior on and off stage. Um, it's a very disturbing documentary, something that ended up being very nauseating to the point I didn't expect it to be. Um, I understand why people put this on their disturbing cinema watch lists and lists in general. Um, I really thought this was an entertaining documentary about an individual I never even knew about. Um, yeah, neither did I. Over, I yeah. Overall, Gigi Allen is just a sick and demented person <laughs> um, who made from what I could tell in the documentary, some actually some decent music. Um, and I'm excited to get into that, listen to it here sometime. But you have to yeah, it's only... Nine Inch Nails first. I know, I'm two albums away. But that's a discussion <laughs> not on this podcast. Um... <laughs> you can always talk about Trent Reznor, it's okay. Oh yeah, Trent Reznor's amazing. Um but yeah, it's it's only 50, 50 minutes long. Um, it's on Tubi and YouTube for free. So if anyone is interested in checking this guy out, it's out there. But I'm not sure many people would actually be able to stomach this. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on the way of recommending it just because there's some stuff in there that you probably don't want to see. But if you can handle some stuff then yeah, maybe you can watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So overall, what did you think? I thought it was all right. I thought it was interesting, like, character study. Uh, You can kind of see the roots of the person that's going to create Joker while making that. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the same time, you know, I just... It's kind of hard to watch a documentary about someone that you don't like. Yeah. And that that was probably the only thing I didn't enjoy about it. It could be entertaining at times, but also at other times it was just like, dude, shut up. Like, just do it. <laughs> Stop doing that. Yeah. Um, it's a white guy who says the N-word in some songs, beats up women, eats his own poop. 
has the John Wayne Gacy seal of approval. So, you know, just great guy, honestly. Just overall, like a stand-up guy. Yeah. Role <laughs> model for everyone. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, I, I just, I, overall, I just kept on thinking, like, how did even Todd Phillips get, like, into making this movie? Probably Wasn't that what was at the end? Um, was it calling Todd from the prison? Yeah. I just don't understand how he knew him, though. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a film that hasn't really been, it doesn't really have like a huge following behind it, but, um, I really think it's an entertaining watch for people who can stomach it. Um, I can't wait to finally check out the music. I, I'm always like, I'm at that point where if I'm going to check out the music, it's definitely the thing. It's going to be like separating the art from the artist. Um, usually I'm very strict with that, but I think I'm going to give this one a try. Fuck. I'm yawning so much. Um, but yeah, it's it's a documentary that really doesn't cover the music at all. It covers Gigi Allen and how fucked up he was. And that's what you guys should know if you want to even check it out. That's literally all it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so by that, I thought it was good. Addison thought it was all right. We both agree it was a very <laughs> disturbing and blasphemous film. Definitely. To say the least. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So now we're going to get into basically the, all the content within the film. So here is your spoiler warning. Did your mom watch the whole thing with you? My mom did watch the whole thing f- with me. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. She was in the room as it happened to her. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I didn't think she was going to stay, but she did. I think she was somewhat entranced by how fucked up Gigi was. So, yeah. (laughs) It's just such an interesting experience. I'm not going to forget this experience at all. I can't believe she made it through the whole thing. I know. After it ended, she's just like, that guy's a sick fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, that's an understatement. (laughs) Um... But so, yeah, um, the film open, opens up with a quote, um, says, Gigi Allen is an entertainer with a message to a sick society. He makes us look at it for what we really are. The human is just another animal who is able to speak out freely, to express himself clearly. Make no mistake about it. The wine, behind what he does is a brain. Two seconds later, the name pops up of who said John Wayne Gacy, and I was just like, holy fuck, here we go. On death row, nonetheless. I know, it's just like, as soon as that hit, I'm like, alright, man, this is gonna be insane. And it was. This movie's... And then it gets into a, like, a montage of uh, concerts and stuff that happened with Gigi Allen and the Merger Junkies, and it, it 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 hits you right away. I mean, you literally got Gigi Allen 
doing his very well-known thing where he just performs naked and confronts people, punches them, um, even beats himself up. Um, the dude has a micro see... <laughs> No comment. And then, um, <laughs> then we also see footage of him um, taking a hot dog out of someone else's ass and licking it and putting it in his own mouth. Oh, I and thought that was, that was just... his ass. Nope. And I thought that was someone eating it. <laughs> nope, that was him. Oh was, no. <laughs> yeah. Um he yeah, he loves to freaking get into confrontations with people at his shows, loves to punch him and everything. Um and he, overall he's just he getting in a lot of trouble with the police, not really having any any I don't know, like it just doesn't ever seem like he really cared about the music. He just really cared more about just being absolutely insane. Definitely more about the act than the music itself. Yeah. And I wish this documentary did touch on the music a little bit, but I understand why it didn't. Um, this is like a full unfiltered look at Gigi Allen. Um, but so at that point, um, we get to know Gigi's, um, just overall, just like his known controversy with society. Um, he's one of those people that goes up, um, in interviews, um, talking about how effed up society is and stuff. And it's almost like, just like kind of off putting. Cause it's like, he thinks he's really that smart. I mean, there is some truth into what he says, but he's not really that smart at the same time. Sounds like another movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a good one. Um, I set myself up for that. Um, but we get to meet some of the band members. Um, Gigi Allen, um, his group, the Murder Junkies, um, is with him, his brother, who's rocking a Hitler stash and. It, some insane sideburns. It's like Wolverine um, steroid sideburns with like Rogaine. <laughs> yeah, with a Hitler stash and like John Lennon blacked out glasses. Makes it's craziest style. But he shaves his eyebrows and his head. Yeah. I do not yeah. what look he was going <laughs> It's it's such a weird look. And then you have the drummer who's in who is known as the naked drummer because when he wears like pants and stuff. It's uncomfortable on his ass and all that stuff. So he just performs completely naked all the time. Um, then we find out soon after that he's he exposed himself to little girls before, and just like, damn, almost every single person they bring up in this movie is just is somewhat fucked up. Yeah, they- <laughs> like says, <laughs> yeah, it's just like. 
yeah, this guy's and then they're like talking about how the naked drummer has like he's all about like peace and love and stuff. I'm like, dude, there's clearly something wrong with you. Like he was just like and he was in the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. He was just teasing those little girls, like, no, bro. <laughs> it's it was that was off putting because like that's not something yeah, that's not something I fuck with at all. Um Interesting note, one of my co-workers got to see the Murder Junkies after Gigi Allen had died, and um, she was kissed by the Naked Drummer. Um, yeah, so that was an interesting thing I got to learn after I watched this movie. Oh, um, she should be proud of that. Yeah, I don't know either, but she she stands by the fact that Gigi Allen made good music, and I'm honestly going to take her word on that because I thought music sounded very good um then you just you just go through like a series of events in gg allen's life um you have him on talk shows where like you totally wouldn't think he would be on (laughs) i forgot the talk show that he was on but like it's all these like middle-aged women and stuff He's on stage talking. Seventy-one. It looked like yeah, mid suburban housewife kind of talk show. Yeah, it was hilarious. Then um, he was invited to New York University. Um, That happened. I don't understand how they. I don't. (laughs) To a college. Um. But yeah, and then he's like. He got totally naked at New York University. Wasn't even performing anything. He was just basically just there, like doing random ass shit. He was literally and the other students to take their clothes off the whole time. Yeah, he's like, "Here's the rule: everyone has to take one article of clothing off," <laughs> and everyone's just like looking around, like, "What the fuck?" And he take he gets nude. He takes a hot dog bun, rubs it in his ass, and throws it back at the crowd. And then they leave. And, and everyone's trying to up. leave. Everyone's trying to leave. <laughs> he throws cha- he and then he throws a chair at the leaving crowd and then security security comes in and fucking bags him. Um and one of the funniest notes by um his brother was the fact that when the murder junkies went on tour, they never completed a tour because one, either they because of the law or two hospital because yeah. gg allen got injured so much he said prison or hospital yeah they never finished it too <laughs> yeah it's it was some funny stuff um and like we also get to look at uh, like a lot of like his fans here there's one fan um who pops up a lot um did they ever say his name i it said his name, but I can't remember what it is. But he um he has a, a unique connection to Alan because he just loves how crazy he is. Um he loves the music and he just loves the fact that you never know what you're gonna get with him. And I understand that to a point. Um but um almost like when you look at the people at his shows, you just you can easily just say these guys are just fucking douchebags and like stuff. I don't want to be in that group. It's like literally all the people that were at the warehouse in Green Room. 
pretty much. It's like all yeah. kind of people. And then you have people like the guy you're talking about, the super fan who was on basically in front of the Empire State Building the entire time talking all night. But he was like he, – he said his reasoning was that he could vicariously live out like his rage and yes, everything yeah. through Gigi. And then also he liked – going to shows because he never knew if he was going to get his skull bashed in or if he was just going to laugh. And he just, that was, that was like, he was probably the most reasonable person in the documentary, but at the same oh, time, I know. it was a little off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and we also get like um, some background knowledge of how Gigi's life was like when he was younger. Um his brother could single-handedly be the cause for what has happened to him. I, I stand by that. His brother or his father? No, I think his brother could single-handedly really? be the Yeah, because right. he was so, give me the... for his whole high school career, and he would never take any drugs or drink. And then his brother put that tab of acid in his Dunkin' Donuts munchies. And, oh my God, and that was story? when he tore up the apartment and all that. And yeah. except before that, he was chill. So I I fully blame his brother for everything that happened. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Gigi Allen had never done drugs before. And his brother and his friends put LSD in one of his um, munchkins, Dunkin' Donut munchkins. And yeah, he him up for to- totally, totally destroyed their apartment um their friends were like very like worried what was gonna happen because they didn't they didn't know what was gonna happen he was so off the wall um and after that gg allen got into all sorts of drugs and stuff um became almost a totally different person so yeah you have some um you have some um, evidence to prove that. Well, remember but... the friends at the table were like, we would ask him to drink, we would try and goad him into it, and he would always deny it. That was when. Yeah. That's why I, I would blame his brother because that was literally the gateway into every madness that happened. Yeah. Um, then you also have the fact that um, his father was um, very abusive, um, verbally and physically. Um, he was also like, they never had their mom in the picture. Um, so he, his father was always very quiet. Um, then, I mean, they had their mother in the picture, but it was only until like very, it was only until like, they were like just becoming t- teenagers. Yeah. Um, but their father tried to convince him and his brother to commit mass suicide together. Yeah. And it's just them. like, can can you imagine living with that dude? Like that's just the mother was actually in the picture when he did that. Yeah. Cause he said like he, ba- yeah, he, yeah. He dug up four graves in the basement and then came up there and was like, we should all kill ourselves. Yep. Together. That'd be, I could not imagine. That's insane. It, I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. And, um, like after that, like, um, like after they had like got out of high school and stuff, none of them really had a relationship with their father after that. Um, and we, it's just Gigi Allen. Um, you get like a bunch of, uh, interviews from his like high school teachers and stuff. Um, saying like, 
just like almost like Gigi was kind of like the almost like the average kid. Um, then it's funny that they play it. They play those teachers his music from now. Yeah, and it was just absolutely like his music teacher was just like he was just saying there. He looks, he, he, he looks, yeah, he looks scared and disappointed. <laughs> um, but yeah, just at that point, no one even really knew who Gigi was anymore, just for the fact that he, they only knew him as this guy who just wanted to incite chaos pretty much everywhere he went. Um, we also get a lot of stuff about how Gigi Allen had a very close connection later in his life with um john wayne gacy what yeah so that part just threw me for a loop i was like what in the world i don't yeah, know if like, that was part of the act, the... or if that was like him actually genuinely wanting to connect with this man because they he went and visited him in prison yeah actually like multiple times and talked to him multiple times mm. and i did yeah. I didn't think people would just do that. And that, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand if that was for the act and for the publicity of doing it or if it was because he genuinely wanted to talk to him. Yeah. Um, it was like at that point, like literally when um, John Wayne Gacy was locked up, anyone could write to him and he would write back and anyone if they wanted to visit him could. And Gigi Allen and him became actually like somewhat close friends and no one ever really knew what they discussed together, but his brother, um, um, theorized that they were like, they talk about, um, sex because John Wayne Gacy loved talking about sex. Then also tying up little girls. Yeah. Rape and stuff. Yeah. Then you throughout the later half of the movie you get probably one of the most eye-opening um scenes of footage of alan um when he's at this um almost like this open word like Are spoken you, word you're talking about the acapella thing yeah the acapella thing where he's literally cutting him his his torso up on stage um with a box cutter with a box cutter and um, saying how he's going to kill himself one day on stage. And then um, uh, a girl in attendance said, why don't you do it already? And she said, why don't you do it sooner? Cause he gave her okay. Why'd you do Okay. Cause okay. he said like October 2nd or something like that. And she was like, why don't you do yeah. it And he just lost his shit. Yeah. He um, called her a cunt. He, um, decided to abuse like literally assault her throw her across the room and then everyone came after him but yeah it's 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 so crazy man i can't then his reasoning that he gave back was probably one of the most genuine reasons i think he gave in the entire documentary when he was like i'm not gonna kill myself to better anyone else's terms or mm-hmm. life or whatever. He's like, I'm doing it on my own time. Yeah. And at that point, like a lot of people were just like, they were coming to his shows just like, is this going to be the time where Gigi Allen kills himself on stage? I mean, you had concert goers were, who were excited off the fact, I can't wait to be here because possibly the fact that he, this is the, 
the show where he's got to kill himself. Yeah, there were so many sick people there that wanted to literally be a part of the suicide. And there were some fans that the other, the super fan was talking about. There were some yeah. fans that went to every show just so if it was the show that he would kill himself, they would kill themselves also with him. Yeah. There were several other people who said, if Gigi Allen wanted me to commit suicide with him, I would. Like, dude, holy fuck, man. Absolutely insane. Yeah. It's, it's, and then you get into the fact that, um, you get into his, um, his, uh, you, at the end of the film, you get like a full, like, five minute footage of one show where he shits on the floor. Oh, that was, I had to turn it, I almost had to turn it off on that one, dude. You did? Oh my god. He he licks it, he licks it off the floor. And then rubs it all over his body and throws it back into the crowd. Fucking cockroach. I was so disgusted. Yeah, man. It's just like, damn, dude. Like, what the fuck? Just kept on saying, like, what the fuck? All over his face and his body. Yeah. I was like, dude, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that's more towards the end of the film than you get hit the the ending credits or the fact that um, Todd Phillips was trying to get in contact with the murder junkies and they basically dropped off the map. And then, um, so, um, the film was released. Um, Gigi Allen came to the premiere and was like drunk and high, and he was. <laughs> yeah, throwing beer bottles at the screen and threw a beer bottle at a woman and left before authorities could get there. But the next day, Gigi Allen um, went up and hugged Todd Phillips and was happy the way he portrayed him in the documentary. Then three days later, he dies of a heroin over- overdose. Which, I mean, you know, a lot can be said about that. Yeah, and what people said at the end was the fact that he didn't die like he wanted to. He died like a rock star. He died of an overdose, not actually killing himself the way he wanted to. Um, And that's pretty much it. It's not really – you. there's not really a lot to dive into. Um, There is one incident in the film I did – do need to still talk about is the fact that Gigi Allen had a birthday party once that the really diehard fan was hosting. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost turned it off there too. I was like, fuck, why am I watching this? I was so mad. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> um, so the only way that Gigi Allen would show up to the birthday party is if he got a woman to piss in his mouth <sighs> and the guy was very hesitant but he's like i'm i'll do it <laughs> and he got this woman who is willing to piss in his mouth and you sh- you see the footage of it this woman squats down and takes a full-on piss in <sighs> Gigi's mouth he throws up midway and then keeps on going at it oh, God. and he said that was single landing one of the most fucked up nights they've ever had at the party and yeah it's I did not understand 
Yeah. And also throughout, you got like former band members saying that like they don't know Gigi anymore. He's he's just doing it for the act. He doesn't care about the music. He's a terrible person and stuff like that, which he obviously is. Um, I don't I don't know how anyone could defend this guy. He was such a shitty dude. Um, that I don't really. Th- deserved almost any recognition and that's why you get into the point where like art versus the artist um separating the art from the artist um and that's like a whole different other subject but yeah you get into the end credits um showing the funeral seeing his body and yeah and basically leave it off at that um Overall, I thought it was entertaining, especially for the podcast, what we're discussing it on. Um, Would I ever watch this documentary again? Probably not on my own terms, but if someone wanted to watch it, I would watch it with them. I don't think I would. (laughs) I think I'd convince them to watch something else. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's almost like an experience. Like You're not going to forget this. (laughs) You're not. Like it's one of those movies you're watching the entire time and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why am I here right now? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. No, like literally, like what is going on right now? <laughs> like <laughs> how did this actually happen? I was concerned. Um, concerned is an understatement. Um but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Addison, did you want to leave any closing thoughts? This wasn't a very long episode it's very straight to the point there's not not really any really structure to the documentary either you just go through events then yeah um honestly i think there has to be there's something to be said about making documentaries about individuals you know what i mean like there's yeah there's certain people i feel like shouldn't get spotlight mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is one of those situations where i feel like he had too much spotlight to begin with but apparently he registered with some people because he was still semi-big yeah but it's one of those things where i feel like todd phillips even if i don't like some of his films i feel like this was a little below his caliber i feel like he could have done something a lot more interesting or creative than just filming a dude who was already basically, he was basically the whole film. There was no Todd Phillips. It was just him documenting the crazy. Yeah, the only thing that had to do with Todd Phillips is there was like some actual, like there was a couple moments of like actual like cinematography, like shooting um, actual um, locales and stuff. And then he has some spoken word throughout, but that's it. Yeah, which I mean, I'm fine with. And I think it's cool that, he was making documentaries. I always like it when directors can do documentaries and feature films, but I feel like he just could have done something a lot better than yeah. this one. And I feel like it could have been longer. I don't, I feel like there's a lot that was left out that mm-hmm. could helped out. You feel what I mean? Just the yeah. thing of GG or even the music or even the whole lifestyle that was going on. Yeah. Um, I was like going off of your point, like with like individuals and having the spotlight. Um, I think it's important almost to 
see these individuals like serial killers and stuff um i certainly think it's interesting i don't know like because do you think like gg allen did he really gain anything off this documentary well just, that that was like, kind of the point i was trying to make you're kind yeah. of going back to it and i, I kind of left it at that because i couldn't explain it properly but yeah, you know, there's two things that you can look at stuff like this from. It's either people are going to be mad that this kind of person has the spotlight, or you can look at it as, like, an educational thing. Yeah. And it's it's weird because that is such a fine line for documentaries and even for feature films and, like, what you choose to make movies of. Yeah. Fictional or not. You don't know if you're really – if are you glorifying or are you, like, criticizing? Are you studying or is it just – you know, just for reference. It's that, it's that kind of stuff that's always makes films so interesting, especially when it comes I feel like with this yeah. one, it's just solely for reference. I don't think um, I there's definitely a there's definitely criticism going on, but I don't I don't know if I would get into the fact that it glorifies GG. No, I don't um, think it glorifies it. I don't because a lot of people have a point where like a lot of people get mixed up with showing something and glorifying it glorifying it because a director can show something but people easily mistake it for glorifying like a rape scene in a movie people think there's easily like rape scenes that people mistake for being glorified when they're not yeah that happens all the time yeah like yeah and I feel like this is definitely a documentary that perf perfectly encapsulates that i you todd phillips presents all of this footage to you and lets you decide about gg yourself rather than pushing a narrative so to say because it's just presenting gg allen that's it yeah which i agree with you on that front i do i think todd phillips was unbiased and i also think he did a good job at making the documentary in general, I just felt like it could have been more creative for him, but maybe. And I understand that, yeah. But, and I also think it could have been longer. And I don't think this is one of those instances where the director is glorifying or anything. I honestly, it honestly, yeah. it's just unbiased presentation, which mm. a lot of people get. I don't understand that to this day how people mix stuff up like that. Because, you know, a lot of people got on to David Fincher about the girl with the dragon tattoo rape scene. Yeah. They thought he was glorifying it, which. Mm the hell he's not which made no sense it doesn't make yeah but you know some people just can't read stuff like that apparently yeah um so that was hated gg allen and the murder junkies um alan what i mean not allen Addison. Jake, I will slap you across the face (laughs) addison where are we watching for our next pod oh I actually haven't even thought about that. Let well, me... you gotta figure it out right now. I'm going to. Hold on, let me see this list that you. I gotta see. I gotta go to the list real quick. This is the disturbing cinema watch list that we made. Uh... Damn, there's a. I've I've seen a lot of these actually. I didn't even realize that. Hmm. Why did you put altered states on here? What? Who put altered states on here? Who, who told you that was disturbing? 
I don't know. It was just in a couple of them. They lied. Oh, oh, this is one I actually wanted you to watch, and I, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Kill List, Ben Wheatley. All right, all right, we'll watch Kill List then. Yes. <laughs> I know you've been really wanting me to watch that, and I'm excited to watch it too. So I love Ben yeah. Wheatley. So, I mean, I'm just I'm all for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this was definitely a short episode. Um, it was definitely one of our least structured episodes. It is, it but almost, it is. Yeah, it was kind of almost just like freehanding it, um, going as it goes. There's not a lot of depth to go into. Um, but as always, thank you guys, oh, as always, for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> yes, sir.